Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I guess Angela Bassett did the thing. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, the birthday girl. Ah, if you're listening on February 27th, it is my birthday. Um, how am I feeling about being 37? I'm feeling. I feel like the sevens are like, I don't really know how you're supposed to feel. I feel like once you get like to the fives, like 15, 25, it's like, ooh, that feels like a, a milestone. And then like the... 16, 26, 36 is like, oh, okay, we're like really doing this, I guess. Um, 37 is just kind of like a flop. I think I think the sevens are like a flop for me. So that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> um, if you have not, this will be my last plea as the end of my birthday and Black History Month. If you have not, and no, I don't feel shame about that. Okay. Um, if you have not given me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, with that being said, let's get into what's going on this week. If you have not, it seems like most of you guys have because y'all really showed up and showed out by listening to this episode. I was on the latest episode of Andy's Girls. We talked about Sarah and I. We talked about everything under the sun. We talked about New Jersey. We talked a little bit about Miami. We talked about all things Bravo and it was such a great conversation. And uh, yeah, I would highly encourage you to check it out. We had a kiki. We really, really did. Um, but yeah, let's get into this episode Woo, starting off high with a can I get a hell yeah. I have never seen anything like this within probably 45 minutes of each other. Double whammy of justice happening. Harvey Weinstein was sentenced to 16 years in prison in addition to the 23 that he's already serving. And R. Kelly is uh, got an additional year onto his sentence. Now, the confusion about that is he was sentenced to 20 years, but 19 of them are concurrent. Um, or no, is that, what's the word? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. 19 of them are c concurrent with the, uh, uh, the 19 years that he's already serving. And then he's getting one more year tacked onto that. They did ask for 25 years, but you know, that didn't happen, but you know what? A win is a win. Uh, Harvey Weinstein. I mean, I really try not to pay attention to him for, I mean, a lot of reasons, I mean, my God, like ugly as on the outside as he ends on the inside, but he's got this lawyer that really is just like a real piece of work. So, um, here's what happened actually. Um, the other day, 
Paris Hilton did an interview in which she said that she had a run-in with Harvey at the Cannes Fiz- uh, Film Festival when she was like 19 years old. This was back in 2000. So she did an interview with Glamour UK and she says she was having lunch. They were over in France having lunch with a friend and Harvey walks over to the table, asks Paris if she wants to be an actress. She goes, yeah, I want to be in a movie. And she's thinking, okay, this is really cool. Like, this is a legit dude. Maybe I should take a meeting with him, right? So from there, Paris says that allegedly Harvey hit on her saying, well, we should have a meeting. You can come up to my room and read scripts. And she's like, I just didn't want to go up there. So I didn't went. Didn't go. The next day, she says, Harvey followed her into a woman's bathroom at the Amphar Gala for AIDS research and screamed at her, you want to be a star. Paris says that she tried to, that she was like in the stall. He was banging on the door, trying to get into it. She's on the other side. Like, I, why do you want to come in here? I'm in a bathroom stall. Security comes and leads him out, even though he was hosting the party, um, screaming this is my party and Paris says that she got like really freaked out and it scared her so through a spokesperson Harvey told Variety magazine that Paris's story was quote probably false why even speak up if that's gonna be your response and then he says he always treated Paris Hilton with the utmost respect and kindness and always believed that they had a cordial relationship. But there was an update after that, which I guess he was still pretty pissed off about her talking about it. And so uh, his rep named Judah Engelmeyer says that he's so pissed off at Paris that he's now considering filing a defamation suit against her. Quote, Harvey told me that this never happened, even though he was quoted as saying probably false. He never yelled at her, never followed her. There were many people at that event, and this is provably false. Um, too bad it's all convenient. It's all too convenient and seemingly popular to just say it without backing anything up, and it's just printed as if defamation doesn't matter anymore. Harvey intends to file a defamation, defamation suit against Paris Hilton. Okay, we'll do it. <laughs> do it. Why would you even open up yourself to this? Hello, Discovery. Discovery, you're going to have to interview people and they're going to have to find this. And, you know, we can say a lot of things about Paris Hilton, but I feel like she wouldn't say something like this and just make it up. Not at this point. Not at this point in her life and her career, you know? So why don't you just rot in jail, bitch? Okay, nobody, (laughs) there is no um, character for us to defame from you at this point, Harvey. We already done did it. You already done did it, okay? There's no more low that you can go. Nobody fucks with you. Let it go. Let the mouse go. Anyway, let's move on to our girl of the week. Um, I'm going to tell you a little story about two girls named Isabel and Nikki. They're fraternal twins from Seattle who promised to bring the dial-up decade to life for fans, highlighting the tech boom and society's embrace of the internet, as well as groundbreaking music, fashion trends, and television entertainment of the era. Each twin has its own distinct personality. Isabel is bubbly, extroverted, and loves dancing to pop music, while Nikki is thoughtful, introverted, and happiest while skateboarding, writing lyrics, and listening to the alt-rock sound that got its start in Seattle. Now, you're wondering why these um, allegedly historical characters might sound familiar. Face your own mortality, ladies and gaities. Um, American Girl Doll is coming out with a doll from the 90s that they're referring to as historical. Uh, how absolutely dare you? How dare you? They go on to say... She's got all these accessories, like the historically accurate um, Pizza Hut personal pan pizza from the Book It program. Something that I thrived off of in my elementary school days. Um, It comes with the classic red cup that you get at Pizza Hut, the red one. Um, It's got a Book It pin. She's got a wooden desk with a desktop computer and a floppy disk with a CD. (laughs) And a little inflatable... A little inflatable uh, chair, like a little green one. (laughs) I've been personally attacked. I was not ready for this. Um, I thought we were all having a good time when the 80s uh, little bitch came out. 
a couple years ago and I thought I was going to get a break at least for five years before you call me historical. I will choke you 18 18 inch tall little little toy. I will go right to the American Girl store and get myself arrested. I was not prepared. How absolutely dare they? (laughs) Historical. Can you guys believe? Ugh. Let me move on real quick before I start to cry. Um, I have to correct myself. Kind of. Okay. Kind of. Um, Kim Zolciak Bierman got out of her uh, foreclosure. I think that would be the most accurate statement. I was talking um, about how the house was going up for auction. It was going to be auctioned on the steps of the Fulton County Courthouse on March 7th. And uh, Ariana and the other one, Brizzle, Braille. <laughs> Brielle <laughs> said on to told TMZ, we still got our clothes in the house. Like we're not going anywhere. Watch and see. We're not moving. Wait till March 7th. And you know what? They were right. So let's be like clear here. Fulton County said that uh, Croy and Kim had defaulted on a $1.6 million loan that they took out on the property. Because of that, Truist Bank planned on auctioning off the property in, on March 7th. But Uh, According to a source, they confirmed to people that the issue had been resolved, saying the couple has taken action to clear this up. Now, we got to be very abundantly clear. This was not like a misunderstanding. (laughs) This wasn't an accident. This is like they're going to have us believe because they've been talking about this since November. And by been like them i mean the banks not us have been talking about this since november it's now come up again and apparently they canceled the auction on february 27th excuse me february 22nd however they couldn't provide any additional details as to why here's my thinking and here's the predominant thought of a lot of people likely they filed for a last minute bankruptcy, which I imagine would be public information at some point. Um, but apparently if you uh, file either chapter seven or chapter 13, you get a stay or two stays, I believe on a quote, like a sheriff's sale. So if your house is up for auction and you file for bankruptcy during that time, uh, they'll stop it and you'll be okay. Now, granted this like doesn't last forever. I think it maybe gets them like six months of time to gather their ducats. So, you know, watch this space. I want people to feel like, to know that I'm not like delight. Well, I am laughing. I'm laughing. I won't deny that. But, um, the reason why I'm laughing is that these people have been wildly, wildly, um, irresponsible with their money and first of all they bought that house at i think like eight hundred thousand. i think feel like they bought the house at auction so the fact that y'all took out a 1.65 million dollar loan on a property that you bought for eight hundred thousand leads me to believe that y'all needed money and quickly and it didn't work out i was also doing my, my you know daily scroll on tiktok earlier and i saw Buffy, who was, uh, gosh, was she only on one season of Married to Medicine? She, I don't follow her, but every time I do happen upon her, she's talking about something to do with Bravo. Almost like a, um, Dana from Beverly Hills, who's good for a Hulu documentary spot. <laughs> to be an expert on all things Housewives when, like, you know, Jen comes up with something or Erica or, you know, Tom got sued again. She's sat, seated makeup and hair ready (laughs) got my own microphone and i'm here but buffy just mostly you know does it from her kitchen but anyway she said that she doesn't understand why kim and croy and this was shade and i don't think a lot of people caught on to it why kim and croy didn't do what eugene dr eugene and toya did on married to medicine now they were in a lot of debt they had a house that was essentially a liability but it had like over a million dollars in equity so they ended up selling that house and paid off all their liens and stuff and still had like a good million dollars after the fact so she's saying why didn't kim do that because they had about a million dollars in equity in their home um the problem with that is, you know, if you have a bunch of liens against you, as it's reported that they do, allegedly, that, um, you know, obviously that money would go to that first. Now, quiet as it's kept, the streets have been saying that um, back in like 
2018, 2019, as far as 2020, um, that why am I putting my, <laughs> I'm literally sitting here putting my hand over my mouth. Like I'm whispering to you guys, put your hand down, Kara. Okay. Oh my God. Um, so quite as kind of, I heard that, um, there was an Amex bill to the tune of like over $200,000 that Kim owed money on and refused to pay over and over and over again. They gave her warning after warning and they went to American Express went to both the Falcons, the team that Corey used to play for and uh, the Bravo itself and maybe the production company to garnish both of their wages. Um, but I think Bravo was like, uh, we don't have anything to do with this. That's not us. And Croy had not even been playing for the Falcons. Um, certainly Kim hadn't. So I'm not sure why they were trying to garnish Kim's wages for the Falcons. But anyway, um, who knows if that's been resolved. But you know what? We'll just all see. She says, wait and see. And we will. We absolutely will. Um, y'all, love is blind. Love is blind is back. March 24th. I thought... This might be the season where I'm out, but they're going to be in Seattle. And I kind of want to get eyes on that. We don't really often see uh, reality shows based in the Pacific Northwest. And I don't know, like, I just want to see what the whole vibe is. I've never been to Seattle. I want to know what the dating scene is like. I think it's a great decision. I think I have the belief that basing reality shows in Texas is not a good idea. I think the culture that happens in Texas is just very different um, from what happens in the rest of the country. And so, like, what was that other show that was not Love is Blind, but it was with couples that were already together? Um, you guys know what I mean. It was on Netflix. People were already together, and then they got to date other people that were coupled up. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, they were based in, I think, Dallas. Married at First Sight has been based in Texas a couple times, and I just think the vibe is off. And it has nothing to do with Texan people. Don't come for me. I just think y'all are DQing something a little different down there, and I don't think it really jumps off the page. It's like, evil part's boring, and like, y'all just have something else going on. <laughs> and I don't know if it's fit for television for me, personally. Um, so I'm really excited. Uh, Rachel and Desi, if you hear me, you guys are on, on, a, on call. <laughs> if you if you want if you're out like let me know totally fair but uh yeah let me know if you guys want to talk about it and we'll get into it at some point maybe april or something like that uh what else oh my gosh um danielle from summer house did an interview with entertainment tonight and finally we really hear more of her side with regard to the breakdown of her relationship with one Lindsay hubhouse hubbard at one point she calls Lindsay self-absorbed and self-absorbed. And that's why it was like one of the major reasons why they had their falling out. She says, it's challenging when you feel like you're not being heard or everything you're saying is just hitting a brick wall. That's kind of a lot of what was happening. I finally think I found my voice maybe for the first time in a long time. We can sit, I can consider that I was putting myself first. Right now, I have to do what's best for me. And a lot of times I was doing what was best for Lindsay. Um, she also goes on to correct and say I, it has nothing to do with the fact that she may have been jealous of Lindsay's relationship with Carl, as a lot of people thought. Um, it had nothing to do with that. She does, however, uh, not deny the fact that Lindsay at one point said that the reason she thinks that Danielle's upset with her is because there was one night in the Hamptons where Danielle wanted her to go out and she didn't. So Lindsay said, or excuse me, Danielle says, yeah, actually that night did contribute to their rift. She goes, what if I needed you to go to Montauk? Because I don't know, it could be anything. Maybe I just need it for me. Can you consider me for a second? Maybe most of our friendship was about me helping her. And that's why it went so well. Cause I was always there for her. Whatever she needed me to talk about, I was always there. And in terms of what she needs in ter like to possibly get back into a friendship with Lindsay, she says, I am going to need for her to have a little self-reflection and a some acknowledgement and accountability for what went down. <sighs> I'm so excited to see what happens. <laughs> I like so into the season. I felt like people were saying that they felt like Summer House was like not really doing it for them so far. And Vanderpump was really the star. But for me, 50-50. I'm really excited. I'm feeling very blessed. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about it later this week. Uh, you guys, 
Thank you so much. The rest of the episode is going to be a recap of the latest episode of Miami, Real Housewives of Miami. So yeah. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Stay tuned. All of a sudden, Adriana's cured. What is happening? Miami's hot, 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 hot fire. (laughs) I'm embarrassed about that, but you know what? We're going to chug along. Let's talk about the latest episode of Real Housewives of Miami. Oh my God. Uh, Adriana. Adriana, what is going on? We begin the episode, rightfully so, of Alexia screaming at Adriana, stop it, you're a bitch, you're a bad person. Gertie screaming at Adriana, please don't bring up Frankie. And Adriana, who we left off last week, saying, I could have broken my foot. And Alexia, you should be able to understand that because things happen, like what happened to Frankie the thing that devastated not only his life and everybody else's. But yeah, let's talk about how you could have broken something, but didn't. (laughs) Weirdo. Oh my God. Adriana's like, I'm just trying to say that accidents happen. I could have lost my foot. Lars is getting all pissed off. We're like, you didn't. But I could have. But you didn't. So Alexia's like, my son was in a wheelchair for real. You're a clown. And that's why your life is the way it is, because you deserve it. And ooh, that is a, a statement that I have a very hard time swallowing. I think it's uh, going, usually, too far. In this case, let the woman speak. You know, I mean, get your lick in, Alexia. That was ooh, beyond, beyond, Adriana. Let's get into the, the tripling down, because that was the doubling down, right? After all of this, Alexia is screaming to the point where, like, the veins are popping in the neck, in the forehead. Like, she could not, like, she's standing up. She could not be more pissed off. So after all of this, Adriana's like, my foot almost broke in a thousand pieces. <laughs> the Lars is like, your foot's not fucking broken. It's not broken. <laughs> Larsa, a mad Larsa really, really gets me. It's so funny. Larsa and Alexia are like, okay, we need to go to the water to chill out. Alexia's crying those, like, angry tears. Like, she probably doesn't even realize she's crying because she's so pissed off right now. 
Marisol's trying to take up for her. Alexia or Adriana, you're an asshole. That was asshole. I love what she says. That was asshole. <laughs> so Adriana then starts yelling at Marisol for talking when she chooses to talk. I don't know what that means. But then Marisol goes, the truth is in controlling your mouth, Adriana. So Juliana, Julie, uh, goes, oh, the truth is in controlling your mouth. That's interesting. And then this lady goes full ice bucket challenge or tries to on Marisol. Tries to throw a whole bucket of ice over her head. Fortunately, Marisol's got a low center of gravity and that bucket was like right at eye level. No shade. It would be for me too. And she was like, no, ma'am. Blocked it immediately. The, what, what? <laughs> Julia jumped all the way out the window. And for what, girl? It's pure chaos. Except for Nicole, who seems to be trying to enjoy her drink until it gets to be too much. So that's a whole thing. Larsa and Alexia can see the ice bucket situation happening from the ocean. They're like, what the hell is going on? Are people actually fighting? In a confessional, Marisol goes, what show does Julia think she's on? What are we? Pull a wig, flip a table, throw ice on me? Uh, yeah, that's called housewives. So yeah, I guess the answer to that would be yes. Julia says in a confessional, Adriana's comment about Frankie was awful, for sure. But she's also getting really tired of everybody ganging up on her. Remarkably, Adriana continues to try to find empathy out of anybody in this group. So she's like, Nicole, you're a doctor. If I had been hit just like an inch away, that would have been devastating, right? Baby. <laughs> Gertie's now screaming, but it didn't happen. You have to be blessed with that. And Adriana's like, I am, but it could have happened. So Gertie at that point is like, I can't, I cannot. She's walking away. Adriana, at this point, it's just Julia and Nicole there. Uh, Adriana's telling Nicole about all the things that she would not have been able to do had her foot been broken. It's not. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to go to the grocery store. I wouldn't be able to walk my dog. I wouldn't be able to feed myself. Nobody's there. I'm alone. Okay. But, girl, get in an Uber. And get on care.com and, and hire a dog walker. You'll be fine. Nicole tries to explain to Adriana, I'm understanding both sides here. But at this point, it's too heated. I don't know what to say to try to chill things out. When she goes to the other group, Nicole, they're like, okay, girl, you have this whole dinner planned. Julia's 50th birthday dinner. It's Kiki's birthday. We're also celebrating. Um, we're not doing this together. You can tell her to figure out other plans. We're not doing it. So Nicole's like, okay, let me just try to figure something out. Then we head back to Miami because Lisa left early, right? She meets up with the one and only Leah Black. Leah's somebody that I have a hard time with, <laughs> you know? She is an aggressive woman in a way that, like, make no mistake, generally I do love a terrifying woman, like intimidating, that sort of vibe. But there's a vibe to Leah that's, like, too much for me. Like, she's mean. Okay, so they're at her office or whatever, getting things together. Like, oh, I gotta get the champagne for Lisa. You know, she loves her champagne. Don't bother bringing any food out. You know she's not gonna eat. I don't have carrots and celery here, okay? <laughs> so don't even bother. Like, Leah loves hard, but then she says shit like this that would really irk me, you know? Because there's always, like, an air of, like, these people are beneath me. To me. Maybe I'm being too defensive about Leah Black. <laughs> Lisa pulls up, and then they sit down. Leah, always be selling. You know, she went from the to the Bethany Frankel School of Business, I'm sure. Um, they're sitting down in front of this display of what I can only assume is Leah Black's skincare line, which like no shade, but what? <laughs> Why? I had this whole conversation last year with this lady when I was getting my eyebrows done because John Legend was playing on the radio, like, you know, piping in. And I was telling her that John Legend uh, was at the time coming out with a skincare line and we both looked at each other. <laughs> and I just had to say, I don't know, ma'am. Like she didn't even have to ask me why. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. And we both just kind of had to laugh. Like, okay, I guess John Legend has nice skin. I, I would never think about that. 
Leah, I'm, I'm sorry, but like, we got to end it with the celebrity skincare line. Like, not all of you need it, okay? It's fine. Why don't we go back to the days of yore and just get like a, uh, who ruined it? Kendall. Kendall ruined it with that, um, what is that, that acne medicine that they always sell on TV? Proactive. Like, let's go back to the celebrity proactive ads. Let's not, you know, let's not fake it. They're not in the lab. They're not in the lab mixing up potions. They're just putting their name on something. So let's just like call a thing a thing and give us the 800 number and we'll get over it. But like I said, I think Kendall ruined that because remember when her ad came out, it was like, Kendall Jenner is going to be sharing a secret that she's never shared before. And then Chris posted on her Instagram about how uh, proud she was and how brave Kendall was being. And everybody thought that Kendall was going to be coming out. And she was like, no, I just had acne at like the Oscars and, or something. And it was really embarrassing. But now that I'm going back to that award show, I'm not going to have acne anymore because proactive. <laughs> Kendall such stupid business decisions they're so funny but anyway yeah back to the skincare we're actually not back to the skincare let's go back to this conversation lisa says that leah was really there for her because we see in a flashback from last year's reunion um when lenny had his uh emotional affair the few years ago and now that this is uh happening again okay uh leah's one of like three or four people that lisa can really confide in so she is like, oh, Lisa, I have some um, eye cream for you because I'm sure they're very puffy from all the crying that you've been doing. But anyway, um, Lisa says that Lenny has been, he got a condo, but he still like does this marking his territory, uh, big boss bitch situation where he just will come to the house and sit in the middle of the uh, bed or like sit on her side of the bed and when she's like why are you sitting on the bed and just like sitting here uh disengaged with everything he'll just be like well it's my house so you know very very cool Lenny do we think that Lenny has thought about how he's going to be coming off at all <laughs> like I like every now and again I think this man has a practice mainly with women so you know, I personally wouldn't go to him. Not at this point. No, ma'am. I mean, I was out in episode one or whatever episode that was when um, he was like, oh, the cameras aren't here, so they can't hear my microphone. <laughs> you want that man uh, busting your chest open? No. Leah gives Lisa straight. Lenny never treated you like an equal, but look, you've got your kids. You've got a lot to be grateful for. You need to look, wake up every day, look in the mirror and give thanks for all that you do have. And then they start talking about Marina who says, Lisa's like, oh, you know, she's not really talking to Lenny right now. And in fact, Marina has been a real comfort to me because she sees my side and she thinks that Lenny is completely in the wrong. <laughs> oh, <laughs> does she? Well, I guess we'll talk about that later. Lisa even, I mean, it kind of made me sad where she talks in a confessional about how she doesn't have a close relationship with her mom or her parents. And so it's really nice to have Marina be in her corner. Um, oh, oh, sweetie, if only you knew. Then Lisa starts to talk about how, you know, my daughter's two, Elle's two. She's never going to know what it's like to have mommy and daddy together. And Leah goes, okay, take this as an opportunity to be a strong woman, to create a whole life for yourself and like show her that. Right. But do you think that there's any chance of you getting back together with Lenny? And when Lisa doesn't say anything, Leah goes, no, <laughs> there is not. It will never be acceptable. He crossed the line and that's it. The answer is no. I know you'd like to make it work, but then it's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> and honestly, she needs to know that because Lisa says in a confessional that if by some chance Lenny, came back and begged to get back together with her for the sake of the kids. Like even in her hypothetical situation, it's not because he likes her. It's just for the kids she, that she would still consider it. She's like, I know that's crazy, but like, you know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you guys. So then Leah tells Lisa, you could be a woman that people feel empowered by based on your actions moving forward. And you need to be that. And you know, shout out to you. That was like very great friendship, tough love. You know, I wasn't loving the, I would have liked some carrots, but you know, I guess that's me. 
All right, so now let's head back to the Bahamas. We're on our last night for the girls. Marisol and Alexia are both getting their glam done. They're getting blowouts side by side. They're both like talking. They're basically talking at each other at the same time about how Adriana and Julia, they should just hang out together. They're boring anyway. We're trying to have fun. We don't fuck with them. Alexia goes off like how bitter they are and they're like deprived because they need a good fuck. <laughs> like if she had to whisper that around the glam team like fuck. They need a good fuck. And they're deprived you know because they're jealous because we're getting it every night. And Marisol's like yeah man I'm definitely um, having sex with Steve every night. Then Alexia really goes for it. She's like Obviously, Adriana isn't getting any. Martina's not getting any either. But you know what? Adriana needs a lot more than a hard dick. So Alexia really is like fully Regina Georging this whole situation. As Nicole said, she's like, gosh, I wonder what um, Nicole and uh, other people like Gertie are going to do tonight because they're all neutral, right? So it turns out that 30 minutes earlier, Nicole, from her own speak, called down to the restaurant and said, "Uh, can you separate our party of nine into two tables, please? Thank you so much. So she's like, this is the only thing I could think of in this small amount of time. People can choose where they want to sit. I don't want to ruin Julia's 50th birthday, etc. Speaking of Julia, she goes into Adriana's room and Adriana is fully like lying on her back, moping in bed with dirty wedges on, in the, on the sheets, talking about how her foot doesn't fit into any of the shoes except for this one. That, that's barely, but she's also like, you know, I, I just feel really bad. You know, I said the wrong thing and everything exploded from them. And then Julia says, Adriana, you know, I love you, but you need to own this. You need to apologize to Alexia and not make it about anything else. And that's probably the best advice that I've ever heard Julia say. And then Adriana says in a confessional, I didn't mean any harm, but I'm just trying to connect to Alexia. And then we get to the story about her being alone. She came to the country by herself. She was cheated on by her first husband. She got married and divorced from that French man and that wanted her to live on that boat. And she's got like a year and a half of alimony left until she has to start caring for her and her son independently all on her own. Right. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm having a hard time, like, you know, I don't know. It's hard to, like, feel a whole lot of empathy for being like, uh, when I get alimony for the next year and a half or something that women should most women are like begging for they're having to drag their husbands to court some kind of support um and i mean you're a grown-ass woman with a career and you're frittering a lot of money away on a very stupid and unnecessary music video that nobody's gonna watch outside of the premiere of the show it was really bad adriana so i mean maybe you could have pulled the like tens of thousands that you spent on this music video on like your future you know it's just hard for me to have empathy i feel she feels here's my thing adriana clearly feels incredibly alone and for that i can empathize down but all of this shit is like nobody's fault 
and you can't put the shit on everybody else and you can't also insult these people um, and talk about, oh, they have it all and they're like whores, basically. They're sugar daddy husbands and, you know, I don't have that and look at them, look at what they do. And then also expect these people to call you in and want to be your bestie. I mean, it's not fair to them, you know? Even if I don't like Alexia, I feel like you've been talking cash shit about this woman. And now, like, before even the Frankie stuff, but, like, what do you really want from her? Clearly, you guys aren't friends. And insulting her is not going to help that. And then she says in a confessional that, um... Alexia, like she was just hoping to connect with Alexia, but Alexia ran with it in a negative way. And that's not what she meant. See, and this is like, I'm not feeling like she's really understanding what's going on here. Like she took it in a negative way. How else was she going to take it? Everybody took it in a negative way, including your own best friend. So Nicole, Gertie, Adriana, and Julia go to Julia's 50th birthday table, right? They're all sitting down, the four of them. Adriana brought some stuff from Miami, decorations, balloons, and stuff for Julia. And they have a very emotional moment because, you know, Julia's not with her girls or Martina. So just really nice to have Adriana in this moment, right? So Gertie says in a confessional, look, I know from experience that Adriana doesn't think before she speaks. But I also know she wasn't trying to be hurtful. But I also fully understand why Alexia reacted the way she did. So she asked Adriana, like, how she's feeling now. And she's like, listen... I used the wrong choice of words. So that's my bad. And then the rest of the crew rolls up and it's like total mean girl shit. They walk right past and they say hi to like Nicole and Gertie. They're like, oh, we're just going to go to our really fun table. See ya. <laughs> and it's just iconic. It's iconic to see them in like these bright pinks and golds and just like, ugh, true middle school nightmares. And you can see everybody's high school and middle school uh, personality came out in this moment because Alexia is just like, oh, I'm that bitch. Here I am, the blonde at the table. <laughs> Here I am with my three little friends that are basically the minions. No shade to Kiki. Um, but uh, yeah, it, just like a whole, a whole thing. Julia and Adriana say, yeah, in high school, we were the two skinny weirdos. Nobody wanted to sit next to us. And Nicole says, yeah, well, <laughs> I was like the really smart girl in the AP classes, but I was able to hang out with the cool people because I was also a cheerleader. And they're like, yeah, well, everything's carrying over to the present, right? But Gertie tries to broach Adriana, apologizing. And she's like telling Marisol and Alexia them, right? And Marisol's like, no, like, this is not the time She's not going to be sincere now. She tries to apologize to us. Like, there needs to be space. Not now. Adriana's also having her music video premiere, right? She says, I had to go back and reshoot it because Marisol, Alexia, and Larsa ruined it. But I hope they still come to the music video release. Maybe nothing about that video. Never mind. And then Kiki really gets upset because the restaurant actually accidentally brings out Julia's 50th birthday cake for her. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Do I look 50 defense? Chill. <laughs> so then some performers come out and, you know, it's like music, dancing, performance, this whole thing. And then Adriana decides to get up and be like, yes, waving her hands in the air like she doesn't care, like having the best time. And everybody, all the ladies are like, bitch. When did your foot start healing? Why are you up here doing a two-step? What's going on? Even Larsa goes up to her and goes, you're not even hurt. But Adriana just whispers in her ear, drop it. <laughs> and you know what? I like, I had to score one point for Adriana at that point. Because, I mean, the delusion. That's really funny. <laughs> drop it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's really the last night of the Bahamas trip. We go back to Miami. Gertie's going to the event space because she's going to be hosting Adriana's music video premiere party, right? She even got signs for all the women. I have a feeling that this was probably supposed to be the finale party. Because um, Gertie got neon signs with all the women's names on it that they were supposed to take. And like this was very over the top. Kind of half Moulin Rouge. Half hyperspace futuristic vibes. I don't know. There was a lot going on. But it seemed like 
It seems. Then we flash forward to a week later. It's actually the premiere day. Nicole shows up, Julia, uh, Gertie, obviously, and Lisa, right? Adriana makes her entrance and she goes, move over, Beyonce, move over, Brittany. Well, she's been through a lot. Free Brittany. Let's leave her alone. Move over, Ariana Grande. I've arrived. (laughs) Gertie gets there and, you know, she notices like the first thing that she's got these shit kicking heels on uh, Adriana. So Gertie's like, oh, I thought um, Kiki and I hurt your foot. What's what's going on there? How are you able to get into four inch heels? And Adriana just starts laughing like she does not want to talk about this anymore. (laughs) But I love that they're trying. Well, let's keep talking about it. So Nicole asks, well, are the other girls coming? And Gertie goes, um, well, there was an invitation to, uh, um, elsewhere. (laughs) So Adriana goes, where are they going? Then we cruise over to Marisol and Steve's place. Quick question. Is that space that they were in, that was a guest house or was that their home? It just seemed very small, like a tiny house. That wasn't their actual home, right? Well, maybe I should Google this. Okay, so I guess that was her the house. I just guess I'm just more surprised that she would want to live in such close quarters. But it's really cute. It's like very white and like it's got a pool and stuff. It's got everything you need. I just, I don't know. I, I pictured her to be a little bit more flashy than that. But they're having a party with the Caviar King. And we find out that uh, Dame Alexia is some sort of savant when it comes to high quality uh, caviar. Maybe she's got a career in the future. I don't know. So at the party, at the music video party, Adriana says it's really bittersweet because she actually plans for everyone, which makes me think that this was the finale party and that she's always been the one to show up for other people every single time. So at this point, Lisa shows up. She doesn't know what the tea is really because she left early before Adriana and Alexia's fight. So she's like, girls, what happened? So... Adriana's like, well, you know, I don't really remember a lot. It was kind of a blur, but I said something about how, you know, Alexia should know about accidents because of Frankie. And Lisa immediately goes, oi. <laughs> then in a confessional, Lisa goes, I love Adriana, but that's so, so crossing the line. Like, I know we all say things we don't mean, but <laughs> she fucked up. <laughs> so then Adriana says, she sent Alexia and Marisol an apology. But crickets. Never heard back from them. Then we go over to, um, well, at one point, Adriana asked Lisa, like, to maybe intervene and try to help. And so Lisa goes, yeah, I I think I will do that. Like, you're my friend. But selfishly, I, you know, kind of need all my girls here, too. So back to the caviar party. Alexia shows Larsa the text message. And at the end, it said, oh, you know, like, my bad. So they hang on to this. Now, I would like to say that the texts were released and uh, Adriana did say something nicer after the my bad part. It was like, I'm just really sorry. Like, it was a lot more contrite. But I think even still to say my bad in a text message of this nature probably was not a a good idea. Especially, like, you got to move real uh, particular with somebody like Alexia. Especially when she's got Marisol and uh, Larsa out there to muck things up and and stir up the drama, right? Like, you gotta be really careful. I think people think that Alexia is not smart, which I wouldn't disagree with. But I think she also is very, like, she'll hang on to something. And and you gotta, like I said, move real, real uh, tactical because of it. Marisol says, I actually probably would have still gone to that party had it not been for uh, the Frankie comment. Like, I could have taken the comment about my husband. It was weird, but I still would have gone. Frankie, it went too far. So then she says she was able to figure out which dating app, because remember we talked about last week, oh, Adriana saying that she talked to uh, Marisol's ex on a dating app and he was trying to take her out to dinner and said he never loved her, right? And I thought, okay, you would have to match in some form or fashion to be able to communicate. So we find out it was like the worst possible app, which is Bumble, meaning that Adriana 
as a rule, the woman has to uh, say hi first. So Adriana would have had to reach out to him. And she really made it seem like, oh, he came up to her and was like, what's good? You know, trying to be a, a sneaky link, as Giselle Bryant would say. But that's not the case. So mm, we're going to have to talk about that, aren't we? I think we are. So we go back to this party and we see the music video. Moving on, um, the episode ends with Lisa taking the kids to like a color me mine, pottery, paint, whatever the hell on a ceramic turtle or whatever type of place. Well, Lisa's going into this like, oh, me and Marina, this close, right? She's been super supportive. She's 100% on my side. She got too comfortable, Miss Lisa. She thought, oh, we're I'm in a place where I can talk cash shit about your son and it would be no problem and you're going to be there to support me but what she didn't know is that um marina uh got a call from lenny and they've they've patched things up so first lisa says oh you know it, it never ends with lenny and she's talking about how lenny got a beachfront condo with the girlfriend but he's trying to move back into the house by october so that he can have his little uh halloween party with all the 19 year old girls and scantily clad that he can house right um so marina's like oh yeah yeah that's pretty gross lisa's going on and on about how, how why would this be his priority it's disgusting and the way that Lenny spoke to you was absolutely unacceptable and you can never speak to him again. And Marina's like, yeah, well, you know, he called me the other day and he did apologize, but you know, Lenny gets hot like flame. It's hot like flame. And then he cools down. Lisa goes, look, I understand it's your son. You want to believe, but he's not a good guy. And Marina goes, I think I've supported you quite extensively, but you know that he didn't like that you would go out. You have all these parties and lots of girls. And Lisa goes, Lenny was the one who wanted the parties. He's the one who wanted the tits and ass girls at the house. They're barely legal. And Marina's like, well, I don't know. And that's when Lisa should have known. <laughs> the alliance was over. She goes, you give Lenny a chance by leaving for New York for a weekend and all these other places. You're basically giving him a free weekend. Like, you're setting up this situation. He told you he doesn't like it, so you can't blame yourself if he finds another vagina when you're going off to fashion week. So, I don't know. So Lisa goes in a confessional. Obviously, Lenny's gotten to her. And at this point, I just feel like I don't have anybody. So we end off with Lisa trying to be like, trying to have a come to Jesus moment with Marina. But I guess we'll see what happens next. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to all of you who have already given me a five-star review. I, I've seen them. You guys have been really nice. Usually I'm terrified <laughs> to look at my reviews, but all of you guys were like really, really nice. Um, so thank you for that. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for speaking. Thank you.